there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! And the biggest mover in the FIFA charts, the world rankings this week Scotland, joint 36 we've moved up. We're the joint highest mover since like an old chart, doesn't it, Craig? Do you oh, remember that? You loved the, it as an Aussie. Pops. Top of the pops, mate. Top of the pops. What about Scotland then when you were yeah. uh, watching the game? Yeah. Two great performances, especially the second one. What about that win, 2-0 against uh, Spain? It was a fantastic win, wasn't it? I mean, look, Scotland needed to be well organised. They needed to be uh, disciplined. They needed to have bags of energy. They had all of that. McTominay, four goals in two matches. Incredible. Look, they didn't dominate the ball at, at all stages, but you still need to have that threat going forward and getting bodies into the box. That's exactly what Scotland done. It was an amazing, amazing effort. I was even looking to get online and try and get my Scotland top pull. It was that good. Brilliant. Are yeah. you wearing it tonight? No, we can see you aren't. <laughs> John, you've been a hit wherever you go. What about Scotland? 2-0 against Spain. Now, 36th in the world. Yeah, superb. And that, that's what happens when you win games. You know, you climb up the rankings. Um, McTominay uh, four goals in two yeah. games five goals for Scotland none, none conceded and uh, no they're doing well but they're shopping now at the top shelf aren't they in terms of what they've got to choose from they've got premiership players they're winning games um, lots and lots of talent for Stevie Clark to choose from and um, you know, I said a couple of weeks ago on here uh, you know they could have lost every game, and they guaranteed a playoff because of what they did in the in the Nations League. They've gone up to to League A in the Nations League, but still, if they can qualify automatic, that'll, that'll be fantastic for them. Great headline in the paper today, Rodri, you plonker, <laughs> because he was whining the Man City. I mean, what a player! But uh, they've got him with the dummy in in yeah. the papers today. He wasn't happy, but look, we we understand how it goes. John McGinn, he's hit back at the claims that Scotland are divers. He makes no apology for time-wasting as he insisted that the team had to use every trick in the book to get what is now a famous win against the Spaniards. Yeah, to be honest, I had to have a little chuckle to myself when I, when I heard, seen the, the post-match comments by Rodri, John. Yeah. I mean, oh, the Spanish the Spanish complaining about another team <laughs> yeah. um, using game management. Uh, it's yeah. something that they've been experts at and done for a long, long time. Uh, and if the situation uh, was flipped and they were in a winning position, they would have done exactly the same. I call it a really, really professional uh, performance from Scotland. Mm. It happens, though, not just with Spain. Spain are the shambles in terms of complaining about the physicality and the pitch, the grass was too long. It, it, it's, it's just embarrassing, really, that they're coming out with these things. But it's, it happens a lot, you know. The, when bigger teams lose to smaller teams, rather than just giving them credit and mm. saying, Do you know what, hold our hands up, we weren't good enough, you know, yes, we've got the history behind us. We've won World Cups. We've done this. We've done that. But on the night, Scotland were fantastic. You know, uh, they they outran us. They out they out. You know, they scored more goals than us. We failed to score. And you know what? Credit to the opposition. Full credit to Scotland. The likes of Rodri and one or two of the other players. They'd come out of that with so much more respect from the players. But instead, they got to mourn about things and. 
You know, for me, I think they, a lot of lot the Spanish players, listen, they won the players, of course, yeah, of course they yeah. But they yeah. just let themselves down. They, they embarrass themselves with these comments. And, and did they did they underestimate Scotland? Eight changes? Was it eight changes, I believe, in, it in this particular yep. match? So, From the weekend. Yeah. You know, the most important thing uh, that Scotland done well is is they started the game well, they get they get their early goal, and they, they fight and show a, an, an enormous competitive attitude, which you need, especially against a team like Spain. But look, I, I agree in, in, in regards to... It sometimes happens in international football. Spain on the night were nowhere near good enough, right? And that was down to Scotland in terms of the way that Scotland played. Spain liked to go through the middle, yeah? That's the way they like to carve teams open. It was 30 crosses, 30-odd crosses in the yeah. match. So that shows you the game plan of Scotland and how well they done. Yeah, well, the only, the only real time I've actually seen Scotland not perform at a really good level was was in the playoff against Ukraine. Yeah. That was the only game where I'm sure they didn't freeze. Ukraine were very good on the night. Um, we just didn't get going, didn't we? No, they didn't, they didn't yeah. get going. But I, I would imagine now, you know, the confidence is sky high. Steve Clark's done an amazing job. Mm. The players will enjoy meeting up for, for, for the Scotland camps. And uh, terrific players, you know, playing all around the Premier League. Um, choices, you know, injuries, you can deal with one or two people if they're missing. Mm. Things like this is always great when you're an international manager, Paul. And um, they will certainly, for me, they'll, they'll come... That's why they'll want to qualify automatic because of these playoff situations. You know, and they lost in the playoff to Ukraine uh, maybe once or twice in the past. You know, can, you can lose in playoffs. You need a bit of luck, you need the... You need, you know, you need the ball to bounce. Mm -hmm. You know, the the, good, the the luck of the ball, if you like. Uh, you need a bit of luck to qualify for yeah. these things. But, but now, if they can put themselves in a position where they can qualify automatic, then they're guaranteed to go through. Then perfect start. And look, it's a very, very hard team to break into at this moment in time yep. because Steve Clark's been quite loyal because the players have been producing. Goalkeeper situation. Gunn comes in and, and looks very, very assured in, in those two matches. And I touched on, and I think it was when uh, a couple of weeks ago, I done it with Peter Grant. He says he's got a big presence. You did. And yep. he looked, mm -hmm. he just looked like somebody that covered that goal. Yeah. Uh, he was very assured. Mm -hmm. Not that he had to make any unbelievable no. saves, but what he'd done was just all, it was calm. Yeah. And, and when you're a defender, being that position myself, when you know that you've got that calmness mm -hmm. behind you, it gives you so much confidence. So, out of this last couple of matches, John, there's there's a new one that, yeah. that maybe Scotland have, have brought in that, yeah. that that can play a role moving forward. And you you expect them to beat Cyprus, you know Cyprus at Hamden in the yes. first game, yeah. you know that's a game that Scotland would expect it to win. But beating Spain um, and keeping a clean sheet and the way that they beat them as well, the crowd were all behind them and everything else, um, you know that's a game changer. That's one of those where Steve Clark will be thinking now every time we turn up. We, we we have to hit these heights. We have to play as well as we've done because there's no going back now. Scotland, you know, they're in the ascendancy. They're on the front foot. They've just proved what, what a great team they are and they can beat Spain. Um, so, Steve Clark, we'll want that now every time the the the, the, uh, the Scotland boys get together. Alex has been on the socials at Go Football Show saying, this is official. Craig Moore, John Hartson, you are now officially adopted Scots. Yeah. You can hear it. Your enthusiasm. They're on just now. The lines are lighting up. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. John, we might even get you the retro well, strip. I married a Scottish girl. I know you did. Where's your wife from, Craig? Scottish. Scotland, exactly. Two lucky guys. I nearly said lucky girls. Scottish kids, Scottish kids, Scottish dogs, Scottish 
Scottish woman. Scottish woman. <laughs> can, can you do a Scots accent? Do you ever... Breathe, big man. Yeah, do you Breathe. you, Craig? I'm doing not too bad. You've man. got a little bit in there, haven't you? Exactly. Ah. Yeah, stitch, stitch that yeah. wee yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, we're not going to talk about that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait. 17, 17, 700. John Hartson, Craig Moore on fire in here. As the nation is, we're still sort of, yeah. you know, there's a, a wave of optimism. So question is you've played in World Cups I nearly said if you played in Euros to the Australian Craig Moore I didn't really Craig are Scotland going to go through so we're top of the table mm-hmm. beaten Cyprus we've uh, beaten Spain yep. next up Oslo in June and yep. then it's Georgia, Georgia. here yep. in town what do you think at the moment have you are you going to be in Germany yeah now nah, look I, I think obviously you've given yourselves the best opportunity, you know, a perfect start to, to, to the group sta- stages, um, two home wins, which are really important in terms of any qualification process, in mm-hmm. terms of getting those home victories, getting the support right behind you. And then teams know when they're coming to your place, oof, they really need to be at their best. There are some tough games, Paul. It's still a very, very early call. But what I can say is the best possible start and Scotland have put themselves in a fantastic position. Callum McGregor said, this means zero if we don't get to Germany. Yeah. And he was one of the players, I know you'd want to praise every single one of them, but the Celtic captain was immense, one of them in him the other night. But it's true, isn't it? Yeah. We don't well, want just one memory. Well, he's playing yeah. at a high level every week and he's, he's taking that mentality from obviously his former Celtic. There's no point beating Rangers one week and then losing to Aberdeen the next and all these type of things. So he's got a great mentality, uh, Callum McGregor. I'm sure he's passing that on to the rest of the players. But there's a lot of experience, you know, in, in, in the group as well. John McGinn, uh, Andy Robertson. So, you know, Kieran Tini's playing, you know, yeah. down at uh, Arsenal. But, um, yeah, he's correct. You know, he's correct. And they have to keep up the same level if they are going to get to Germany. And they, they proved now that they can beat one of the best teams in the world. You know, that that's on paper. They proved it. It took a fantastic performance. Um and, and and as I said earlier on, they, they, they can't let their levels drop now, Paul. You know, as as Craig just said, it's it's only two games gone. It's it's six points out of six. It's a brilliant start. And and you know, I alluded to it earlier on. They would much prefer to qualify automatic than go through them awkward playoffs again. Because they you know this is a bit of a toss of a coin when you go into a playoff of course we were lucky the the last we weren't lucky obviously right at the end of the World Cup uh, qualifying well what do you think give us a call Craig Moore John Hartson Paul Cooney 0808 17 17 700 shall we hear a little bit from Steve Clark who was I was almost saying euphoric but he never he never gets too carried away but uh, he was in great form afterwards didn't quite didn't quite finish the moves off we got into good positions higher up the pitch which was which was nice to see but but didn't quite find the, the final one, the final, the end product. That made Until late in the game, of course. Yeah, we'll go back to that shortly. I think that was him earlier after the Cyprus game. You could hear the difference then yeah. after the win. What about Scott McTominay? Have we, I know he started out as a striker yeah. when he was a young, young lad. Mm-hmm. Craig, the well, way he took his goals. Yeah, no, I mean, he took his goals um, wonderfully well. And I know, like it says, uh, maybe he hasn't played a lot of football to have the kind of confidence mm. at club mm. level uh, on a regular basis but he's come in uh, I think the big difference uh, and what McTominay will be really enjoying is I know that he was used for a period there as a centre back and, and I didn't like not not in that position I just feel that as that midfielder um, when you've got that cover behind you is far different to when you're that defender and you have no cover behind you that decision can be really crucial and I, th- I felt in that situation um, it probably wasn't the best option but down to bodies at that particular time mm. 
But the way that the midfield is set with Callum McGregor, who, who, who covers every blade of grass, and it kind of gives license the way mm -hmm. that Steve Clark is playing there now for McTominay to get forward. And like I said, Scotland didn't dominate the ball, nope. but it was so important that when they got forward, um, that they got bodies in the box. And, and that's how he scored his two goals, you know, mm -hmm. by bursting, by getting into the box. Um, and I just feel as if he's, he's at a level now where his confidence is sky high. For him personally as a player, because I've been in the situation, I just hope that he can go down now and play week in, week out at Man United as well. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately, at Man United. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, there's still a few players in front of him. Um, unfortunately for, for Scott, I think he's, 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 he's had a couple of great days, obviously, with the... With the uh, with the Scotland national yeah. team, he's scored two, four goals in in two games. His performances have been very well, and it might have to be a case, Craig, of of him looking, you know, to go and play regular. Because yeah. you know, you look at Casemiro and, and Fred, and they've got several others at Manchester United. Is he going to get regular football there? Probably um, not. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And I know yeah. he's done well and the manager might think about maybe giving mm. him some more games, but my United are chasing the top four. Mm. And I don't think, rightly or wrongly, uh, I don't see my United every week, but I know I've got a talent, Scott McTominay is, he might be better, maybe a Newcastle or maybe someone. has hasn't it? Because, Newcastle. Because yep. then, you know, he, he, feels a big, he feels a big part of the team. Mm. He'll feel um, a major player with, within that group. Yeah. I don't think really at the at the moment he's in out. He's coming on as sub. He's yeah. not starting many yeah. games. And as a player, I know I, I was at that situation at Arsenal. I went to West Ham to play every week. You know, Scott McTominay might well have to move on. Mm. I know it's a big burden to leave Manchester United, yeah, sure. but if you want to play every week. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few takers as well after on the back of not just his performances for Scotland before no, that sure. we yeah. all knew what a talented like, player he's he was. Underrated yeah. there. Uh, he's, look, he's got he's got a great profile. I just like a, I think that he really benefits by playing uh, in the role of two sitters in the midfield. But he's the one that's got the license mm. because look, he's a box to box kind of midfielder, mm. uh, and mm. and I think when you play him as a six by himself to really control the game is maybe not his strength. So. Regular football, uh, as, a, as any football player is desperate for, uh, sometimes being at a great club is not enough. Um, mm. So, you know, Scott McTominay may look at options come next season. I know where you'd love to see him. Is there a chance that he'd come to Govan, to Rangers? He would, he would be great for, for Rangers. He would, he would be absolutely amazing because, again, but, he, has, he has a physicality. He, he has a presence. Um, he does the simple things well. He's not a fancy player, Paul. You know, but he just he he, he does the basics very very well, and he's obviously a wonderful professional because you don't spend the length of time that you have at Manchester United mm -hmm. without being a fantastic professional. Mm -hmm. The problem, and the question: <laughs> Do you think you will see him at range? Is it just totally out the uh, the ballpark budget wise? But if if Rangers are serious about catching Celtic, yeah. they're going to have to have some a special group of players to try and catch. And supposed to Coglu for next season. Yeah, no. Look again. If I don't know what Rangers are, are looking at in the, at this moment in time, but I mean to see someone like McTominay, mm -hmm. and it would only be alone because that's yeah. the yeah. only way a deal could yeah. could be possible. Um, and I'm sure uh, Man United would probably swallow the, the large part of that bill if it was mm -hmm. something that, that that was possible. But and that's what I was going to come in yes. there. It'd be a wonderful signing for Rangers. Um, be, you know, of course, if they could get him, but it would be a loan because. Yeah. It, my guess is, I don't know, he'd be on 90 underground a week at yeah. Man United. So, yeah. you know, if they could split the wages and, and, and go for a player like that, he'd be, be a fantastic signing, wouldn't you, of course? Yeah, but it would make more sense in terms of the loan scenario being in, in, in Scotland and if it was Rangers because yeah. 
domestically, Man United don't want to go and strengthen exactly. any of their competitors. Correct. He doesn't. They don't want him turning up in the black and white or any of the no, teams. You know, you in, you in, in the Premier so. League. Yeah. On, on loan. But, on loan. I mean, I know within those yeah, yeah, stipulations. Yeah, yeah. I, totally, that, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I totally get it. But okay. the other side of that is, would you want to leave Man United and start mm-hmm. afresh and and go and play for a you know, a, a right. Newcastle, yep. a Chelsea, or whoever, whoever else. Let me give you another player then who did brilliantly, Kieran Tierney. Mm-hmm. Now he must go back feeling so confident. Look at, I mean, everyone saw. I mean, what about that? Bobby's run for the second exactly, goal. That's exactly it. What about that run? <laughs> and by the way, he's staging his, the game. Yeah, he stopped. Yeah. He's put the brakes on. He's win again. He's exploded yeah. again uh, at a at a lateish kind of stage of yeah. of, of the game. Uh, look, Kieran Tierney never surprises me in terms of the 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 energy the determination he just seems to he never comes off the pitches if he's left anything out there he always mm. gives it absolutely everything great run but he needs to play as well so that doesn't look like it's going to be the case at Arsenal sure all the problem is he's, he's got one of the best left backs in the world of course he? He roads forwards Zinchenko he, yeah. he can play in midfield sure. yeah. he makes things happen what do you think will happen with him John you know the scene Cini. so well uh, I, yeah. th- I think Arteta would love to have two in that mm. sort of wing back, full back position, Teeny can place left mm-hmm. side, centre off. But if I'm Kieran Teeny, I'm good enough. I want to play every week. Yep. You know, but I think Arteta will will want him to stay and have the option of using him when he feels like. But listen, if, if you're Kieran Teeny, you, you want to be playing every week in the Premier League. Exactly. And he's what, 25, 26? He's coming he's, into his prime. Yes. And the kind of player that, uh, I mean, he, he was playing a few years ago, what, 50 games a season? Yeah, I, like I yeah. says, I mean, he, 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 did, he did have a, a, the odd injury, I think, when he, yeah. when he originally went down there. But normally he's just yeah. he, he, durable game after game. Like you says, 50-odd yeah. games a season, Paul. I heard today, they were yeah. talking, I was watching Sky News earlier, that mm-hmm. he's injured. Yeah. And he might be out for the weekend. Um, we wondered because so, he did come off. I mean, he it's just, just sometimes gave so when much. you play two games in yeah. quick succession, yeah. you know, yeah. is he, he one clattered. of those players, those yeah. players that just picks up the audience? He was clattered, John, as yeah. well. Right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll hear from Stevie Clark now, and then we're going on the lines next. But Stevie Clark talking about that huge win against Spain. Well, you don't qualify with six points, so we've got a long way to go. Was, was pleasing, obviously, a good performance, two good performances over the nine days that we've been together. Uh, good preparation. It was important to capitalise on the two home games. Uh, as much as we could and we've managed to do that with maximum points but all the credit goes to the players I think you see tonight 16 players on the pitch not one let us down 7 players on the stand just everybody as happy as everyone else so we we have a good group we're, we're working hard to get better and better I think tonight was a chance to put our mark in the group we want to be competitive against the top team and that's what we did tonight the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Let's go on to the lines now. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. To my left here in the studio, in the heart of the new Gorbals, it's John Hartson, the former Celtic Arsenal West Ham United and Wales legend and the former Rangers star, former Rangers captain, Craig Moore is with us, Australian captain as well, and also played for Newcastle and too many others to mention at this juncture. Peter is on the line of Celtic fan. Good evening, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello, Hi. Yeah, It's good to be through. Good, there's Big John shouting hello to you. Hi, yeah, good. yeah. Right. In fact, there you have got the mic now. Yeah, you think I'd get. Yeah, Peter. Big John was a hero of mine. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Anyway, what's yeah. in what? What yeah. it is, is I'm a wee bit confused. See okay. this uh, Manager of the Month award. Yeah, uh, Barry Robson. I yep. wonder what the criteria was to actually win it because mm. 
Big Ange has been undefeated mm-hmm. when the Ibrooks got a draw, won a trophy, stayed nine points clear. You've had Stuart Kettlewell and Barry Robson, who have both had the new manager bounce, which we'll see if they're still doing it three months down the line. Now, I, I, I find it quite strange. I, I was wondering if you could tell me what the criteria was to win the award, lads. Well, I, I believe it's just a panel. I believe it's a panel, yeah. Peter, that just decides um, just decides what, what manager has had a great month. Um of course, I, I, I'd be I'd be shocked if it wasn't going on results because ultimately managers need results. And what I'd say is, Pete, when Stuart Kettlewell won it the month before last, I actually almost got it because he'd come into a struggling Motherwell team. Stephen Hamill had been relieved of his duties. New manager, yeah. and he had a bounce. I think he won 10, three. 12. Yeah, he got 10 he, points out of 12. He, had 10, yeah, he won three games, whatever it was, in a draw. I, I can't remember, but he did very, very well. And I almost accepted it. I went, that's fair enough then, you know, not Ange this month. Barry Robson, it's as if they're rewarding, like, new managers who go in and do very, very well, mm-hmm. but without, without looking at... You know, Celtic and how well they've done. They've yeah. managed to stay nine grand. And this time around, I can, I can, I, I can, I can get what you're saying this time around yeah. because I just continue to win under some pressure. They've won a cup. I, I get it this time around because although I take nothing away from Barry Robson, okay, but. It's almost like, well, what more has Ange got sure. to do? Yeah, he, he's won do it know? three times earlier in the season, but yeah. it is the manager of the month. Now, I asked everyone about it because yes. I was surprised. Stuart Kettlewell's done brilliantly mm-hmm. at Motherwell. Mm-hmm. But in February, the manager of the month should have been Ange Postacoglu. Yeah. And in March, Barry Robson's done really well, as yeah. you pointed out, yeah. in what, four wins out of six, yeah. which is brilliant compared yeah. to where they were. But the manager of the month should be... Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, what, what yeah. The, only, the only thing that I'll add to the mix uh, mm. in terms of the, the criteria, sort of, mind, I mean, obviously Celtic and Ange won the, won the cup, but it's a Premier League in terms of, I'm pretty sure the, the, the manager of the month okay. factors yeah. in Premier okay. League matches, yeah. not cup matches. Don't hold me on that, sure. but I'm thinking that that sure. may... Good, and he won every game. And he won, no, no, I'm saying I'm not disagreeing with you. I know, I know. Uh, but it's almost yeah. as if, like, as John was saying, that the... Maybe a club that hasn't been hitting the levels, right, of yeah. of of what the expectation is, and a new manager comes in, or any mm. manager comes in, uh, um, and and gets a, a kind of three, four, five games without defeat. Mm. That mm. that's kind of considered as if it's a, a remarkable sure. achievement, Peter. I'm not saying that's right, but that seems to be the case, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. Mm. Let's see how these two managers are doing three months down the line, lads. Big mm. Ange has done it. Michael Beal won the award. Now, how can the Rangers manager who's behind Celtic win an award before that? Well, he won it a few months ago, and you don't want to be too greedy there, Peter. And he no. came in; he's undefeated at that point. But I know what you're saying. I mean, I think to be fair, the sponsors that come in and the people who judge it, they are trying over the. So Andrew's won it three times already. Mm-hmm. He surely will be the manager of the year anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's not against Ange Postacoglu or Celtic, I don't think. I think they're actually just trying sometimes mm-hmm. to share, spe- share the love. Yeah, yeah. Well, for people who've done exceptionally <laughs> yeah. well. But well, what, what, what I would, what yeah. I would say as well, Pete, just going back to Craig's point, we, we're not quite sure how it's yeah. judged in terms of if you win a cup or is it just the, the Scottish Premiership. But what I would say, and I, I, I say this, I'm not saying it tongue in cheek. If Aberdeen 
had won the League Cup and then if they'd won two games out of six, I guaranteed um, Barry Robson would win would win the manager of the month because they would think it's a bigger achievement than Celtic winning it because they are seen as an underdog in terms of winning the cup. Um, so it's, it's, for me, I could see Stuart Kettlewell. I could see that because he went in there against his mother well of a second bottom, really struggling, and he's gone in there and he's produced. Yeah, but the thing is, now the, the, in the in the last month, Ange hasn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. You know, mm. won every single game, beat teams out of sight, um, and I I can't you can't just keep rewarding managers. And Pete makes a good point. Where are these managers? Are they going to keep it going in the next three or four months? Are they going to keep? But we know, you know that we know that they're not because of the yeah. clubs. Unfortunately, that they're, 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 yeah. they're at. I mean, again, Ange is is a valid, obviously, argument. I mean, Michael Beale still domestically is undefeated. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So again, they're sure. clear sure. and they're consistent. Aberdeen, Motherwell, the managers that have gone in, Peter. Look, it's unrealistic for these these coaches to knock out what they have done. Uh, over the course of the season otherwise they're a lot closer to the top two Peter before we move on what, what do you want to say about Ange Postacoglu Peter Peter Pe- Peter Peter what do you want to say about Ange Postacoglu then let's be positive what do you want to say about your manager and what he's done for you I the guy he bits I think he's been a tremendous highlight in enhanced Scottish football yep you've actually got when games are on Sky people are wanting to watch that type of football it's actually putting more of a spotlight on our game. Yeah. And I think, you know, the guy deserves huge amount of credit. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, I'm in Dreamland. Like, I, I'm <laughs> brought up with Big John. I was gutted he missed the UEFA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Probably I made the difference. Uh, Maybe John, would you have made the difference on the? Uh, 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 listen, it's not for me to say, is it? But well, he, you know, but he I, has. I, was, I was flying that year. You I was on, game, John. Well, exactly. I, I was on twenty-five yeah. goals that year. But what yeah. I would say, Pete, in, in all fairness, I struggled in the heat, and, and I was over there with my parents uh, and the team, and uh, it was it was a it was a boiling hot sure. night. You could come on later, though, John. Um, possibly, yeah. but listen, this goes Hartson. The boys is above the point of the fence. I don't know but it's for, it's, it's, for the heat. it's for people it's for people to suggest or <laughs> oh, whatever Peter you know, did anyway but, um, yeah All right. unfortunately yeah. Peter we're going to take you then from Seville to up to the north what's going to happen at the weekend Ross County Celtic on Sunday 12 o'clock what's your scoreline uh, my score prediction for that probably 4-0 4-0 uh, ok and what are you thinking about for the game then a week on Saturday and we're on live so have the telly on there'll be great coverage and via play or is it in Sky no it's Sky isn't it because it's the league <laughs> and we will have John Hartson here with us with Barry Ferguson so what's your scoreline what do you think is going to happen against Rangers against Rangers uh, well I'll be putting minus two on <laughs> Paul, Paul, seriously, Pete, Paul's asking a, an avid Celtic fan here. What's the score? He's obviously going to, but yeah, uh, sure. no, I, I think Rangers. I think yeah. it's, a, it's a game where if Celtic win it, Pete, it's it almost a title-winning party for me because I don't think then um, Rangers will come back. Celtic won't win, won't lose four or five games, but if Rangers win it, you know, obviously then it gives them that little bit of hope. You know the. 
the punch difference will be back down to what six yeah. is it yeah so yeah. you know they, they have to keep fighting and I'm sure they will but Celtic have to make sure that you know that we go and perform like we have done since Ange has been there from day one and, and hopefully go and win the game Peter yeah. thanks for the call thanks very much Craig Rangers will just sit there and wait there's this weekend to come as well Rangers yep. Dundee United Ross County Celtic and Ange Postacoglu and Michael Beale would both say the same mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't have asked him what he thought the score would be no, the following no, week no. but it was just <laughs> earlier on you know and listen Ange gets a lot of praise all deserved no question I think part of it is almost like a game management you know yeah. they move it around the country a bit but if you're a Celtic fan you're like come on yeah, yeah. there's I one manager I, 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 yeah but I, yeah? I do think that you know if, if we are going to be rewarding mm-hmm. new managers for going in and having a bounce and not even have a 100% record um then obviously then, you know, it's the ones and it's the managers that, that are winning every single game um, and sl- and slightly still having a better record. I, I don't think yeah. we can keep just rewarding managers because I think maybe what to do is if Barry Robson had another great month this month, then you could say, well, it's a bit more consistency. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's taking my side. I, I, I'm, sure. I'm thinking, if, you know, listen... Um, Craig would say the same maybe for of course. Uh, I'm, just saying, yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to think and go through the results and all that sort of stuff like this. Yeah. I mean both Michael but, both Michael yeah. Beale and Ange Postecoglou have won in terms of all their games yeah. lead, leading into that potential award now again I'm not 100% sure so in regards to the actual criteria so yeah. it doesn't well, go down a goal difference as to who gets what we, it what we can what we can both agree on or three of us agree on Paul is that the job that Barry Robson has done ah has been excellent, you know, going in on, on the back of Jim Goodwin and yep. everything else and how low Aberdeen were feeling after going mm-hmm. out of the cup and everything else. So, yes, not to say that he hasn't, but on this occasion, sure. after losing out to Stuart Kettlewell yep. the month before, who did brilliant, mm-hmm. I feel this month it should have gone to Ange. Mentioning Stuart Kettlewell, apparently he's accepted now that Fashion Sakala was onside. Remember the game a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. he looked offside yes. on, on television, yes. but it was that camera angle, I think, well, I think again, right? I, I, yeah. again I, I'm pretty sure I've seen something today that because when the, the two lines are so close well they're touching yes and and there's a slight margin in an attacking's favour this is when they draw the line yes yep. sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. doing a picture of myself here exactly. sorry really, I'm just helping but then they're saying that the the advantage and I believe rightfully so even though I was a defender mm-hmm. goes to the attacking team right yeah what well, do you, uh, what do you I, think of that defenders union? Are you yeah, happy? No, look, yeah, again, right. for yeah. me, with, without VAR, Paul, in, sure. uh, back in the day, was like benefit of the doubt was always given to the attacker, yeah. not the defender. John Striker, what do you think? Give he it, loved it. Give it to the attacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just not that time that. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't always uh, go in my favour. Remember the um, cup final where I kind of oh. come stepping out and the ball was you were maybe two uh, yards on so no. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you were desperate I, for VAR for bringing that up. <laughs> well, big mates bringing it up now. Exactly. It, was like, it didn't come from me this <laughs> time. <laughs> Unusual. Uh, yeah. The old Tony Adams one coming out with a hand up and, right. and offside. Yeah, of course, yeah, he did that all the time, didn't uh, he? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't just Tony. It was the, it was the back four. <laughs> That's like the, the Andy Considine touch the other week. Oh. It was a bit like that, wasn't it? Oh. Var. Wasn't it refreshing going back to the internationals that there was no controversy, was there? Any no, VAR, it no. can't all be. You know, most of the world's getting it right. We're getting it wrong. I hope the referees and the people in charge are listening and watching. Yep. We ha- they have to do much better because we finished up the campaign a couple of weeks ago, and everyone had issues with VAR. In fact, most people were calling for it to be suspended. Yeah, and and again, Paul, at that that moment when everything was going wrong, mm. um, I think I'd I'd mentioned in regards to you know when you go to 
international football, whether it be mm-hmm. the European Championships, whether it be a World Cup, yep. they seem to be so much better. Mm-hmm. Look, the, the, the problem with VAR, for me, uh, it's a specialist job. But I don't think we've got the specialists here in Scotland. Okay. So will they get better? They need we, to. Yeah, they need to. Because we can't fly people in just to you no. know do games here. It's been great not having controversy around it though, John, isn't it? It, it has because, yeah. as I said, it dominates our shows for yeah. the first couple of nights in the week. Um, but I suppose we have to talk about it. You sure. can't you can't let these Sweep under the carpet these decisions yeah. go. But Craig's right. I think once they start nailing it down mm. and the, it becomes more precise and it becomes more clear, then you know it it'll work a lot better. It sure will. Well, you can speak to Craig or John on 0808 17 17 700. Thanks, Peter, the Celtic fan, for that call. Uh, You'll like to hear from Callum McGregor, one of the, well, was it 16 players we used the other night, each one outstanding. Here's the Celtic captain. It's great to come here and, and for us to beat them at home, you know, pretty comfortably in the end was was something really special. You know, the way that we played, the way we managed the game properly and the quality that we showed on the counter-attack as well. So, you know, overall, a brilliant night. And Peter, you'll remember this, man. Ryan Christie. They're a quality side, but I still think we came into the game with a, a lot of confidence. Um, you know, that comes from you know, the, the amount of time the squad's been together and, and what we've done together and what we've achieved. So he said we've had some big nights here at hand and that's, that's probably one of the biggest so far. It certainly is. Is it one for the book? Here's the manager. I haven't really had time to think about it, to be honest. Still, still digesting what happened on the pitch. I'll go away, I'll have a couple of quiet days and, and, then, and then decide which my best one is, I'll probably put it in my book at the, the end of my career. So you won't, you won't be getting that one off me. Ah, uh, John, he's tucking that one he's away from the book, Steve isn't Clark, it? Yeah. He's so balanced yeah. and he tries to keep the team and the fans humble. He's got some job to try and keep them <laughs> humble when you go and beat the team yeah. like Spain. But listen, he has to stay calm. The manager has to stay calm. He's the, he's the man in charge and uh, he knows that you, you, don't, you don't go through to any competition by winning... Um, by just having six points. He knows there's a lot more hard work to come. He wants the performances to be exactly the same as Spain. He puts a lot of uh, responsibility on the players to go and and play well and represent their country. And in these first two games, they've done more than that. He wants it to carry on. Of course, and Norway drawing with Georgia was great Great news for Scotland, wasn't it? It was a great result, but just just quickly, just to to touch on the, the actual performance, like, Against Spain, incredible, incredible result, 2-0. It didn't flatter Scotland. It didn't flatter Scotland. Mm-hmm. You look at Christie had a great moment in the game where he drives yeah. at the back four, he mm-hmm. toe pokes it, he's a little bit unlucky. Yeah. Lyndon Dykes has a great opportunity just before half-time, yeah. right? Yeah. McGinn actually has a, a free kick where he's caught Kepper. By the way, Kepper was beat. Yeah. If it was lower, it's a goal. So yeah. Scotland were very, very good value for mm-hmm. their 2-0 win. There's no doubt about that. And you look at the bench also, Paul, I was looking at the bench in terms of the depth of the yeah. squad, the players that come on, Cooper, McLean, yeah. Patterson, Ferguson, yeah. Shankland, yeah. the depth of the squad. And Shankland came close as well, he didn't he? He came close as well, he did, yeah. he had a, had a left foot shot, yeah. But you're right, I was just you know watching and listening, you've got the Leeds United captain on and Liam Cooper, and we haven't even spoken about him, uh, and Kenny McLean did really well, Kenny didn't McLean he? Kenny done well, yeah. Patterson, who, who, oh. who again comes on uh, for, for Hickey, uh, Lewis Ferguson, who's had a, a, a really solid... Uh, season so far in Italy yeah. and Shanklin's been immense here in, in, in Scotland so the depth now that Scotland have is, is quality and also as well just two Celtic and Rangers players yeah. in the squad mm-hmm. or in the That's team yeah. and how, how uncanny is that like mm-hmm. over the years I know. There's, been been, there's been an awful lot more but it just goes to show now Paul the depth that the national team have playing at the highest level right. down in the yeah. Premier League yeah. 
um, and also up, up here in Scotland as well. But um, that 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 for me, I think it was Ali McCoy. So I got that one off. Listen to him yeah. the other day. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he was I mean, like right. remarkable, yeah. brilliant, yeah. absolutely Liverpool, brilliant. The captain and the pool, the choice Earth of captain. players now that yeah. Steve Clark's got to choose yeah. from. Brilliant. Yep, Liverpool, Arsenal, Aston Villa, Manchester United, and it goes up Brentford. Yeah, uh, we could talk. On and on. We're going to do it for the next hour and 20 minutes. And we're going to take more of your calls. 0808 17 17 700. And also, the countdown's on to the weekend because the league is back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Taking more calls, 08 08 17 17 700. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Craig Moore and John Hartson. We're here with our friends at Macklin Motors. Brian's been on the socials at Go Football Show and he's saying, guys, who thought having international qualifiers in June was a good idea? Half the players won't even have started pre-season by that point. It seems madness. And of course, the season will hardly have finished for some of them because we had the break for the World Cup in November into mm. December. There's too much football, Craig? Yeah. Do you feel there is for yeah, the players? Possibly, yeah. But I mean, the the international games in June have, have, have always been there for as long as I can remember. Um, look, nowadays, the top players at the top clubs, you're knocking out 60 games a, a year, year in, year out. But at the same time, Paul, you look at the, the the very, very best and, you know, you go into your Ronaldo's, your Messi's, the very, very best. And they're knocking out those games every year, year mm-hmm. after year for 10 years and all that sort of stuff. So is I just think that the best players physically nowadays are able to still handle that load. But also, if you add them in beginning of May, um, managers, some managers would find a way to complain. Uh, yeah, because if, if you seasons. have them at the end of June, sure. some yeah. managers will, yeah. will say, look, you know, we need our players, we've got... We want to give them a rest after the World Cup, you sure. know, the top yeah. teams and all this sort of stuff. You know, there's always managers that mm. will, you know, that will complain about where, you know, it's it's down to sitting around the table and deciding, you know, when, when is best. What are we now? We, we're in the end of March. Yeah, a few days away then, from and it. Then, and then May, June, July, it's four months before the next international break, yeah. you know. So the season yeah. the season will Three. be will be finished. Yeah, sure. And and that's it. Nobody would want to disrupt anything, the run-in. Paul, it, might, the run-in. it might yeah. just keep the players a little bit sharp for next okay. season because right. they've still got they've still got to think. Sure. Well, we've got they, two they more. They give them a little break though, don't they? So, so see those international um, players well, that, mm-hmm. that then bounce into immediate immediate football again, international stuff and all that. Uh, Brian, they, they they then factor that into the, these players when they come back for pre-season yeah. and and they get a little bit of rest there at a mm-hmm. different yeah. time to the other but players. You, you know now, Craig, more, more than anyone, that the players don't get a lot of rest now. No. You know, the breaks are getting shorter mm. and shorter, uh, you know, and because they're so fit sure. now, the guys, they're, and they're the, all in magnificent shape. They've got the sports science, mm. everything now, you yeah. know. And, and unless you, you, you play in Australia, John, and your pre-season's about, about four months long, Madness, madness! <laughs> imagine you imagine, imagine doing a preseason for four months. Oh, uh, you guys still crazy, wouldn't you? Sorry, why? For four days. Just because the 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 fixtures they don't have enough games, they oh, don't play play enough Not matches, enough. Paul. So the yeah. season is, is is I would say it's seven seven eight months. Um, is that why you came to Scotland and Rangers fans say thank goodness you did. Oh, yeah. some some when I left said thank goodness uh, no, goodness he's, he's away. But players yeah. nah. are fit now. Players got a different yeah. mentality now than what it was. And the twenty rewards years are so ago, big now, aren't they? You're absolutely 20, right. Twenty years sure. ago, you, you yeah. knew you had six weeks off and you could have. 
you could go and you know uh, have a few beers and you where could did have, you go with you I, I had a place in Marbella oh, I had a house over there you but still got um, it we could it was, <laughs> yeah, I used to go home from home we had golf clubs there just flew over to Marbella spent yeah. four or five weeks there Port of Benus yeah. how many nights oh, there the no, Port one, one, one Sinatra's yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Marbella town yeah oh. once or twice yeah. Yeah. and in those <laughs> days of course uh, I think I bumped into you a few times no doubt no doubt was there any how were you with each other over there did you buy each other a Sangria, uh, do you know uh, what? Again, Cerveza. when John and yeah. um, and I, I were playing, obviously every now and then there'd be a you know maybe a group of the Celtic lads that are out, oh, and, and yeah. likewise the Rangers boys and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And and if we ever bumped into each other, which which did happen from it, time to time, it would be great. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was like yeah. you know what we'd, we'd you know what Paul we'd have a beer together, yeah. and yeah. then kind of you know the, more to do with the fans and the people, the interaction sure. that you would get from of it. Yeah, we end up going our own ways, but never ever. No. Can I remember any issues between Rangers and Celtic when we caught up with each no. other outside of uh, obviously work? Yeah, I saw you once down in the restaurante Papadella down there at Puerto Banus. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was for, the one that right at the uh, end of the, 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 the jockeys? No, yeah, but you got Sinatra's. Oh, that's, oh, that's, the, that's right. The yeah, jockeys yeah. are okay. French place. Beautiful. Yeah, I know sorry. exactly what you mean. No, no. Yeah, Dover Sol was about 50 quid there. Craig was that right, right? Okay. Dover Sol. It was really, <laughs> was really expensive there. Uh, Craig, you look as though you've got a bit of a tan. I see Lauren Shanklin. He was in Spain the other day when he was called up to the squad. He came back. Did you see him at the airport because you were away on football duty in the other direction? Tell you what, I've been to. Um, so, so, so I travelled yeah. to Italy because Australian under 23s had a select team playing a couple of games against uh, Switzerland mm-hmm. uh, and also FC Como, yeah. which is uh, Dennis Wise is the president. Yeah. I'm sure the listeners will know oh, who well. Dennis Wise Ex-Chelsea is. Chelsea Leicester. Uh, yeah. That's also the club where Cesc Fabregas is wow, at. Of course. Um, and it's the first time, John, I've ever been to Como. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, what a place. What, what a place. Yeah, really? And what, what, yeah. I, what, I, what I loved about it. I'm saying Europe, where, where you know, like yeah. the access to mm. be able to travel, you know, and then just by local transport, trains mm. and all that sort of stuff. One minute I'm in Italy, the next minute I'm in Switzerland. Yeah. So easy to get about and watch football matches. And you're not talking hours and hours, you're sure. talking 45 minutes. And as an Australian, I've only been there once and yeah. I loved it, but you are so far away, aren't you? you know? oh, Whereas in Europe, oh, so just, when you're on the mainland, it's... Uh, I noticed... Yeah. Um, Paris and France was outstanding when, in 2016 mm-hmm. when, when I was over there doing the Euros. Yep. The trains are like double-decker mm-hmm. trains. Clockwork. And, and you, yeah. you you can get to, you know, sort of different places of France and Paris and, you know, these uh, several other places. Yep. Um, and, and, and it was brilliant. There was no queues or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And they show us how to do it, really. And hopefully we'll be in Germany. Getting to, do, do you know, yes. well, obviously you played in Germany. Great. One, oh. of, one, of, one of my greatest yeah. uh, memories in terms of the World Cup 2006. Yes. And, and Paul, they, they know how to put on a, a tournament. Uh, Barry and, was telling us he came over to support you. Barry came over. Thomas Buffel was over oh, at the brilliant. time. Yeah. Um, a couple of other mates, Sadie Singh, Bob Malcolm. But, um, it was just that time of year is, is stunning. Uh, the stadium, yep. the stadiums are top class, and all that. Sure. so hopefully Scotland are there and playing in in, in what should be a, a fantastic tournament. It will be terrific. We are looking forward to it. Uh, so too is the manager. But you know what he's like. He's absolutely right. We haven't won anything yet, but we are top of the table so far, and the players have got a belief. Well, certainly it should give the players a little bit more belief when you come up against these top sides. So that's the last two number one seeds. So Denmark, Denmark in the the World Cup qualification and. And Spain in this one, I've came to Hamden and I've left with no points. So that, that's a step forward in terms of believing in, in what we're trying to do. But it's very important to stay grounded because 
There's still a long way to go in the group, and as we know to our cost, one game can cost you dearly. And John, as we speak here on Go Radio, you see on Sky there, John McGinn, who kicked us off at the weekend with that first goal. But yeah. also, I know you were nodding there, as Steve Clark keeps those players grounded. Well, he used the same word as I used yeah. before he came on. Grounded, you know, balanced, uh, humble. And that's what Steve's like, you know. He, inside, I'm sure he's very excited. He's excited about the team that he that he's built and, and the, the prospect of it all. But he has to stay balanced. He can't get, you know, he can't get too uh, excited about things. But I'm sure, you know, he's gone home after the game. He's reflected and he's gone, Do you know what? Fantastic, fantastic nine days, fantastic results. But he knows that, you know, he knows there's a lot more, lot more work to come, a lot more wins. He needs to keep his players fit. Um, the likes of Tini, Robertson, all, all his best players. You know, he, that's that's what Scotland need because maybe if they if they have one or two main players out, mm-hmm. they may not got the same quality in reserve to to, to come in um, in certain positions. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. But um, no, he, he's he's great, Steve. I, I, I like him. Yeah. The fact that uh, he doesn't get carried away, but inside, I'm sure he's uh, he's very very happy. Who, who would want to be a manager, Paul? Look after that. What a result! What a result that is, mm-hmm. and. You, you, you don't have the opportunity to really go and enjoy it as a, as yeah, a manager. No, and no. as you say, it will be done privately. Mm. But obviously they need to, uh, and he does it extremely well, present a certain way to the media. But a few friends in the game, Paul, and I say that, it's one of those ones, that kind of result, they're, they're that important and they're going to be such a great memory in your career. And it's a shame that you can't enjoy it at the time. Yeah, yeah. But the fans can enjoy it. Yeah. The fans can get sure. carried away because they can believe and they can dream and... And let, let's hope because, um, you know, it's been a long time, uh, you know, uh, before. So let's hope Scotland can get there. Yep. It was a school night, wasn't it? But loads of school. I know young Finlay from Cleland was there with his dad, Joe Joseph, who's yeah. a big Motherwell fan. He's been yeah. on the show and he was there. I think he's eight or so. He was at the match and loved it. And, yeah. and just on that, uh, Paul, I think it's a great point. You, you, in terms, uh, you know, young lad Finlay, eight years old. There's going to be so many people uh, that have gone to that game. Maybe their first ever Scotland match. Yeah. Young kids. Oof. And all of a sudden, that's it. They're on the hook, mate. They, they, they want to go and watch Scotland at every opportunity. And that mm-hmm. result, that team that night hopefully have inspired a new generation of people that want to go and play for Scotland that's a great point and I was so proud our news yesterday morning Joe Maguire on the Go Radio News had fantastic coverage we heard the you know Scotland's on fire it was absolutely brilliant I heard it from six, seven, eight, nine on the hour every hour Joe Maguire it was brilliant it was great coverage and then Lauren Shanklin was on the breakfast show he sat in your seat the other week he was really good he's outstanding of course course. but wasn't it great Lauren Shanklin coming on as well there's a real kind of unity and we're up for it moments that we want to capitalise on here's the manager listen we knew it would be a night where Spain had a lot of the ball so it was important that that when we had the ball, we, we capitalised on the moments. Uh, we did that. The, if you look at the statistics, very similar. Shots at goal, shots on target. We got a little bit fortunate with the, with the defender slipping. We capitalised on the moment, and that's, that's very important. If, you, if the opposition make mistakes, you have to capitalise on it, especially against the top sides. Yep, we certainly did. So yeah. looking forward to it. You two are in great form tonight. Brilliant. I, th- yep. I just think it'd be, yep. it'd be great if, um, if Scotland went back-to-back Euros because I think the performances in, you know, in the last Euros, he admit himself they didn't quite you know hit the heights that they would have liked. Yeah. But uh, this time yeah. around, I think they'll they'll obviously learn from it all. You know, he's he's got vast experience, Steve Clark. I think the last one, sorry, that everyone yeah. will love and remember the the game against England. Yeah. 
Um, I was there. I was lucky enough to be you there. You know, wow. in- incredible. Um, but you're right in terms of back to back. Well, the nil nil potentially, but yeah, but still in no. terms of that was you know Billy Gilmore coming and boss that game. Oh yeah, that one. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. Ter- yeah. in terms of back to back potentially. Um, European Championships uh, Euros would be incredible Mm -hmm. it really would be I was thinking the Harry Kane sadly the equalisers I was thinking of the Lee Griffiths when Scotland uh, played we're playing England um, in September as uh, a friendly that's a good game Ah, that's a top top, top top match Gary we'll be with you in a few moments the news is coming in just a a moment or two but then we will go back on the lines we're buzzing and John for Wales so what a great result against Croatia the draw Mm. And then a win against Latvia, so Wales doing well. Any update on any of the players here in Scotland? Borna Barisic, did he play? In he, the was game? Sub. he was sub. He was right. sub in, okay. in the Croatia yep. game. He didn't start. Um, but Croatia, they, they they come flying out of the box, and yeah. I think uh, the boy uh, Ward, goalkeeper for for Wales, um, made a couple of good saves. Um, Croatia hit the post, hit the bar. Uh, Wales got numbers behind the ball. They scored a very good goal, Croatia. And then for whatever reason, we just hang in there. Huh? Yeah. I think if Croatia had gone two, like Wales would have, you know, they'd have, they'd have, they'd have caved in mm. if Croatia had got that second goal. Sure. So at 1-0, Paul, you've always got a chance. Yeah. Mm. You know, a, a dodgy penalty decision, a free kick on the edge of the box, a set piece. At 1-0, you're always yeah. in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important, obviously, for Croatia to have got that second sure. And that would have been it. Yep. I can guarantee that would be it. But we hang in and we hang well in. Done. And yeah. a young lad called um, Nathan Broadhead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's currently at Ipswich, but he's um, he's been around Wigan, a lot of clubs, making his debut wow. for Wales, mm-hmm. getting his first cap, and he scored his first goal. Oh, he just ghosted in on the back stick. We had a long throw in Connor Roberts, the player we have from Burnley, the right back. Yeah. Got flicked on at the near post, and he was first to react around the back. And he tore poked it in the back of them all of a sudden, wow. six or seven minutes to go, and Wales held on. So sometimes you what need that little yeah. bit of luck. And then we had to bounce back then and beat Latvia. Yeah. And you did. It I was, mean, it was, was one nil, but it wasn't much yeah. point in going to sure. Croatia exactly. without yeah. winning yeah. that home game. And it was a tough game. Kiefer Moore mm. scored a great header. So we sit top it. of the group in four points. But nope. um again, you know, uh, it's gonna be a long campaign, you know, without several players, no no but Gareth Bale. Sure. No, yeah. I know. Modric has gone from Croatia, hasn't he? He's retired. No, no, no. He's no, still, no. Is he still yeah, there. He's still oh, wow. There. So he's playing yeah. as well. More of this with John and Craig next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. And we are now less than 48 hours away from the return of the Cinch Premiership. Hibs against Motherwell Saturday at three, as is Kilmarnock against Hearts, St. John's and Aberdeen, St. Mirren Livingston and Ibrox Rangers against Dundee United. And then Sunday, 12 noon, Ross County against Celtic. Somebody who'll be watching, maybe even will be there, Gary from the Gorbals. Good evening, Gary. 
How you doing, Paul? Evening, lads. How are we? Hi, Gary. Good, Hi, thanks. Gary. Yeah, no, we're, we're buzzing. Uh, you'd be pleased about Scotland's uh, great few days. Yeah, well, obviously, a bit late to party and phoning in. I've just about recovered from, <laughs> uh, from the other night, to be honest. Um, yeah. A bit sleep deprived yesterday after I got home from work. But yeah, absolutely tremendous result. And, you know, the, 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 you can see the boys are all fighting for each other. that kind of unity in the squad that we've been missing. That's so true. And the confidence now that they have, and and why not? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, you know, it was a crazy start. I heard the other night Spain have been beaten twice in qualifiers since mm-hmm. 2006. You know, it's, yeah. it's. I mean, when I did, when I seen the team the other night, when I seen the Spain lineup, it, part of me kind of went to that place of thinking, we've got a chance here tonight. And then, but I, I was only ever thinking, maybe take a point. Yeah. Awesome journey and it would be a massive bonus for us but to, to take not only three points but keep a clean sheet and play the way we did I thought was absolutely tremendous I mean every man in dark blue is a, a hero in, in Tuesday night yeah. Peter Grant just before he left the studio said he thought 1-0 Scotland um, and he wasn't far away so that was brilliant have you got the new strip I'm a wee bit obsessed with the strip I don't know why yeah. everyone seems to be Gary have you got one I've, I've got it do you know what like when I seen it, um, when I seen it advertised at first, I thought I've got to get that. That is definitely, without doubt, the nicest Scotland strip I've seen. And then I seen them wear it on Saturday against Cyprus, and it looked even better. <laughs> um, so I was slightly disappointed not to see us wearing it in, uh, against Spain and and Tuesday night. But the old strip done as done as well as well, kind of thing. It sure did. Yeah. Gary, um, yeah. great start, six points. Um, Steve Clark is, is is trying to remain humble and and. Uh, and obviously you don't qualify with six points, but uh, are, you, are you confident going forward in the group? Are you, are you thinking, well, you know, c- can Scotland qualify automatic? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's keeping things calm because I don't think the Tartan Army's... No, uh, we agree with that, yeah. Kind of thing. But, it, no, listen, it's a great start. He, mm. He's absolutely right in what he says. I've listened to Craig Gordon after the game as well. You know, we have... We need to kind of keep a lid on our emotions here because... Normally, Scotland, when you get to these kind of qualification campaigns in the past, we've kind of been out of it after three or four games. And it's like, you know, you just play the games mm. as dead rubbers. But it's it's the last couple of groups, obviously, getting to the Euros and, and obviously winning the last group. Obviously, it's been brilliant. I think the fact that there's only, I think there's only another six games to go and they kind of come in bundles. So obviously, the, the, the next two are massive in terms of Norway away, you know, we're suspecting Haaland will be fit mm-hmm. um, and that would make a, a huge difference because Norway's not got off to a great start at all. Um, so the fact that we've got a five-point advantage over not only Norway but Georgia, yeah. I think we, we've got to build on that. Obviously, you look at your Georgia game at Hamden and you think you've got to take three points here and then anything we take in Norway would be a, an absolute bonus. Yeah, and I think um, we mentioned playoffs situations earlier on. Um, I know you're guaranteed a playoff even even if you finish bottom of the group but it'd be nice to go automatic wouldn't it I know it's a tough yeah, ask yeah. obviously Spain yeah. third in the World Cup you know um, very, very no they weren't actually Croatia were but uh, outstanding yeah. team but um, it's a tall order mm. to finish above Spain even though you just have beat them because you know they, they'll yeah. they'll want to bounce back now from that defeat and win every other game yeah, you've still got, and you, you know, you're away. Um, t- we spoke about how important the home matches are to to get maximum points. Mm. If you can go uh, on your travels and go and nick a result away from home, then I tell you what, it takes you a long, long way to to that automatic 
uh, qualification place. So, look, that, all Scotland have done is put themselves in an amazing yeah. situation. Yeah, got off to a flyer. Coach yeah. is very calm, players are very calm, mm. uh, and the fans are absolutely loving it. So, it's a good place for Scotland to be in. Gary, I think you're an example of somebody who works away but also spends a lot of your income on your club team, Celtic, Newcastle. You were down there not that long ago, and Scotland. Yeah. I, I love it. I don't know there's enough. I don't mean spending a lot of your income on it. The fact that you, <laughs> you support travel, your team travel and your country. Craig. You travel more yeah. than Craig Moore. <laughs> no, Craig's all over the place. Wow, he's tell us he's in Italy last yeah. week. He's in Australia. He's, he's hey, all over the gaff. I'll rephrase the question for you, Gary. It's, uh, it's commendable. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, it's, football's obviously massive in this part of the world kind mm. of thing. And, and obviously... I think most kind of people my age range have kind of um, second teams almost kind of teams that I've I've grew up a Newcastle fan kind of thing for yep. absolutely no reason whatsoever like mm-hmm. none of my none of my family's Newcastle fans it was just you know a team that I started not not when, when I started kids. playing there you become a fan now when, when I started playing yeah, there you well, become <laughs> I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember when you were playing the defence <laughs> brilliant oh, I love it you're the one there uh, what age are you Gary. Roughly. Uh, 36. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so everyone talks about Newcastle, but is McTominay going to go there? Is Kieran Tierney going to go there? We wonder what's going to happen. Just seen fresh Great. clips there yeah. of, of Tierney. I know he come off in the match yes. with, with the knock and all that, mm. but just seen some pictures come through there at Arsenal training, training. ground. Good. And Tierney was, was involved right, in the yeah. training session. Right up to date. Yeah. I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to see Tierney, especially in Newcastle. I was listening to Alan Acoyce in Top Sports saying, you know, uh, I think I'm saying to Laura Woods, who's a massive Arsenal fan, you know how how is Mikel Arteta no no finding a a role for him in that team because he's amazing and then he quickly changed his mind saying kind of in fact no do you know what like, like don't play him because you can keep his fresh for yeah. uh, for Scotland and I think that's what's been I mean apart from us having a prolific striker I think that's one of the things that's been missing for us I mean I think if you can find a kind of Harry Kane type player or a a Wayne Rooney that, that England have had, um, then I think that's a missing link for Scotland. And when you look mm-hmm. at it, the the problem that that we probably looked at coming into these two games, mm-hmm. players like Billy Gilmore, Kieran Tierney, uh, Nathan Parson haven't been getting game time as much as they were maybe in the last campaign. So yeah. you, you kind of worried about that. But when you when you see them playing, you know they were almost given that extra ten twenty percent to show the club managers, look, this is what I can do, kind of thing. Do you know what, Gary? You make a really good point there in terms of the strikers, but I think when they start firing, uh, I think you have Che Adams down at Southampton, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, struggling down the bottom. But there's about 10 clubs down there at the minute. about four yeah, points. 12. Separating yeah. loads right. of clubs. And Lyndon Dykes has shown before, okay, he's at QPR, but he's shown before he can get you goals. Big goals in the Nations League as well. But Can he go higher in club football, John? Uh, I'm not, I don't see enough of him. Okay, I, you sure. know, Cooper, Cooper yeah. you know, they're about 10th, I think, in the in the yeah. championship. But, but the point I was going to make was, if you've got your midfield players, like John McGinn and, and like uh, McTominay, you know, getting forward, scoring goals, that does enough, take a lot of pressure off your strikers, you know. If your midfielders are very talented and they're goal-scoring midfielders. But I get your point. I do get your point that... Um, you know, maybe you are missing an Ali McCoist. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. who, who is always prolific, do you know? He's just not as prolific at the moment, Ali. I don't think he'll come back. But you're right, we need that prolific, the out-and-out striker. Craig? Yeah, no, again, you're spot on. That's probably the, the, the one area in terms of, 
you know, and I'm trying to think and scratch my head in terms of anything coming through in those areas. Um, an emerging type. Uh, look, it's a, it's a the hardest position in terms of when you look at any, you know, club football, international football, strikers that, that are able to score week in, week out, international match, game in, game out. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult. Scotland are very honest, very honest. And you look at the role that Lyndon Dykes had to play against Spain there, John. He, he worked ever so hard to stop Spain yeah. from playing. Yeah. Um, and and, and it's so that side of the game, something that people don't appreciate no, because his work was, to be getting goals. Yeah. His, his work was massive. And, yeah. and then you still need that energy to be in the box and be alive and, and, and take your chances. But it's the one area that I'm sure Scotland would love to have another body there, uh, another option. But at this moment in time, there doesn't really seem to be one out there. Mm, could Lauren Shanklin be that? He was, you know, he was involved in the squad, so I'm talking about... Oh, sure, some, someone about that, I get it. Um, Gary, we'll come back to you in a second. You're still in the conversation, but yeah. Barry, we mentioned last night, Lyndon Dyke's name came up. Mm -hmm. Could he go from QPR to Rangers? Rangers need a top striker for next season. Would you think of Lyndon Dyke's to come to Rangers? Are you talking yeah? about, you're to me? you, sorry. Uh, yeah. um, I, definitely Rangers need a, need a striker, there's no doubt about that. Um... QPR, um, I know I've said before that maybe sleepwalking towards relegation mm -hmm. in, in, in the championship, but look, I think I think they'll be safe. Uh, look, he's a type of player, physicality. Um, we've seen, obviously, in Scotland what he was able to do against both Rangers and Celtic. Um, he, he could do a job for Rangers. The price would have to be right, but he could do a job. Okay. Gary, what are you thinking as we go towards now the weekend and we go back to, well, the Premiership? What are you feeling? What's in your mind? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, normally I'm kind of buzzing to get the, the SPFL back on, on the cards kind of thing, and I am buzzing because, obviously, business end of season, we're, we're hunting a treble down, taking it game by game. Tough one, obviously, on Sunday up at Dingwall. Um, but I think it is literally just taking it game by game. You know, the last, I know Ross County are down there kind of fighting for their lives. Um, you know, top six is long but gone, so it's a case of just surviving in the top flight kind of thing. So they'll be fighting tooth and nail and it'll be a tough game. Much like, I suppose, the kind of St Mirren game uh, was a wee while yeah. ago, just mm -hmm. up until a point kind of thing till we, till we got our noses in front. Um, we have obviously conceded a few goals uh, here and there up at Dingwall, so that kind of worries me slightly. We, we are in great goal-scoring form. Mm -hmm. In the last six, I think we've got 20. We've only conceded four, so we need to make sure we're keeping the back door shut. But in terms of, obviously, Injuries, I think Abad is probably the biggest uh, worry going into the, the business end of the season because I think he's, he's looking at a couple of weeks out maybe mm -hmm. injured. And, and he's the kind of players I think you're, you're looking at um, to, to go to these wee grounds to, to grind out results. You know, he seems yeah. to be the guy that comes off the bench and, and Abada, change, yeah, changes that game. You mentioned Abada there, Gary Maeda as well, who also can come play home. on that right-hand side, came home. From yeah, the from Japanese Japan. Yeah. Yeah. camp with, with a what, knock. Didn't any he? news on Hatati? No, no, no um, not, not, yeah. not that I've heard, Gary. I don't, I don't know about yourself, but look, the, the concern for for ev every manager. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm talking more so Rangers uh, and Celtic in terms of the internet international break. Is that yeah. you get players back fit and healthy, and and how they how they yes. report is is, is mm -hmm. crucial. So, you know, Maeda coming home, Hatati, you touch on that. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a diff, a difficult one for a manager. It's really mm -hmm. nervy for him. Gary, have you any insights? We'll we'll probably hear tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's kind of the same. You know, we're all kept in the dark, and I think that's the way it's been on Durange kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he does it keeps his club quite close to his chest. Um, obviously, Maeda came back early from international duty. I don't know whether that was a 
a respect thing or whether it was a, a bit of, Ange had a bit of scope from, mm. from his time in Japan maybe mm. he maybe. kind of yeah. thought that if you're not going to play him you know can we get him back early um, you know but I I think in terms of, we'll find out more tomorrow, but, you know, in terms of just touching on Lyndon Dykes to Rangers, possibly, yeah. I don't see that happening purely because of the Michael Beale link. I think mm-hmm. when, you know, when Michael Beale went to Rangers, I think Lyndon Dykes had his kind of say on Michael Beale, and, um, you know, I, I can't see him, I can't <sighs> see him going. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, Gary. I'm no. not sure. I get your point. Listen, you, you know. I know it's a massive I, I get your point, mate. Football. And at the end of the day, I don't think that really matters. Yeah. I think if Michael Beale thinks Lyndon Dykes can score goals for Rangers, you'd be happy to get him there. He thinks so, You know that yeah. that that little silly comment. Oh, well, we've all made these comments. I don't mm. think that really yeah, will affect. And, and his commentary everything. as well. Yeah. Lyndon yeah. Dykes' commentary it kind of I think changed within 24 hours. Also, okay. Um, yeah. So it kind of maybe realised yeah. it's gone a little bit. What's the daftest thing you ever said to a manager then you regretted? Maybe because oh. you worked with him later. Well, I question. I, I questioned yeah. coming off once, and Martin oh. O'Neill said, uh, yeah. "He said, John, I have to tell you to get warmed up. You're coming off. You know, that's what he said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? So, yeah. <laughs> and was it fair? <laughs> He's always uh, fair. The manager's I, always right, Paul. Yep. You know, I, I, le- yeah. I learned that you can get the ump, you can have, uh, you can sulk with decisions, <laughs> but." Ultimately, when sure. you look back on your career, you think, you know what? He's doing the best for the team. You don't always agree with it because you want to finish games. You don't want to come off. But yep. ultimately, you know the, the the you know the manager's head is on the chopping block. If he doesn't yep. get results like mm-hmm. uh, right, then you know he, he will lose his job. But see it, you see it much yeah. better. You you see it much better once you're away from the game. Once you're a little bit older, and you realise in terms of what. Um, the manager was looking to do and obviously the impact and it was about the team and all that yeah. like I probably had words at one stage uh, he's no longer with us Glenn Roder uh, oh, had, yeah. had a decent stoush yeah. towards yeah. the end of my time at, uh, at Newcastle but again it, it kind of happens you dust yourself down pretty quickly uh, for me it's uh, it's never personal yeah. um, but it's an emotional game yeah. and I think sometimes managers actually if you say it in the right way mm. they, they don't mind you having a little bite back sure. Because it's passion, you know. Yeah. If you're just happy to come off and walk up the tunnel Nod. and say yeah. and say nothing, yeah. you know, you always show. I was always showing my discontent, you know, throwing your coat at the reserve manager or whoever. That, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's because you're angry. You don't want to come off. Watch out, James. He'll be throwing something at you <laughs> shortly. I've already done that. Yeah, have you done it? Uh, and Gary, would you see? Um, well, what's your scoreline for Sunday? Um, I think we'll win two 0 2-0 I think it'll be tight I think it'll be tight and just get over the line and get three points back down the road and would you be nervous on Saturday when you're listening for the results for Rangers Dundee United or do you feel well what do you feel Ibrox it's 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 probably I was probably more like that you know um, halfway through the season but, yeah. but as you're getting to that stage of the season we've got a nine point lead plus a goal difference it's all about what we do um, obviously you want to win the league by as many points as you can but um, you know we've got a couple of great looking derbies in, uh, to come in, in April kind of thing uh, with the Scottish Cup semi-final and the, um, the, yeah. league. the league game kind sure. of thing. Mm-hmm. OK, Gary, thanks so much for joining us. Are you going to Dingwall? Uh, no, 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 I'm not going. You're, you're uh, working. To watch it. Make watch some money. It. No, no. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> yeah. Monday to Friday. Just Monday to Friday. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks, Gary. All Cheers, Gary. Good call. Bye-bye. Cheers, Gary. 0808 17 17 700. John Hartson is here alongside Craig Moore. It was good to hear. People love to hear the inside 
stories, you know, if you had things uh, with managers or whatever. It's yeah. never cruel, but it is. Because remember, none of us, most of us, have never played at any level yeah. and would well, love you to have... You wouldn't think that, though, would you? Listen to some of these callers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but they love it, don't they? Oh, we they do. Love it, yeah. I mean, love getting involved. Love them getting involved. Love different city, Glasgow, is it? I think that's why yeah. people get, you know, like nowadays, yeah. uh, the mm. documentaries and all that sort yes. of stuff, it's, it's feeling as if you're inside the building, yeah. inside mm. the, the dressing room, mm. um, understanding, you know, what kind of... Um, Chit chat goes on between the players and, and all that, you know. Mm. For me, that um, that is is what really sells. And uh, because nowadays we broadcast lots, yeah. you, you don't get all that pull. But no. that people always want to know what what happens in there, what happens in the dressing room, what happens in the training ground. All or that. nothing. They all have nothing. been brilliant. Yeah, haven't they? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Is it different when you're inside it? I suppose it is. It's like anything. It must be. That's great, yeah. Paulie. All these young yeah. kids and want to grow up to be professional footballers. Me and Craig, we, we were able yeah. to do it. We were able to live the dream. You need a bit of luck along the way, but it yeah. also takes a lot of desire, a lot of hard work and all these type of things. But um, a lot of these kids now, you know, they... To, to get there, you, yep. you need to work hard and you need to, you know, you need to do the right things off the pitch as well. Quick break and then we're back. We're going in the lines. The Rangers fans up next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks for making the switch. More and more people on the downloads as well as listening live between five and seven. Tomorrow night, it's the Rangers legend, Barry Ferguson mm -hmm. and top sporting journalist Mark Guidi who will be with us tomorrow evening as well a lot of people coming on they're really enjoying it Craig you yeah. and John together it's good stuff tonight and it's remarkable having seen the two of you play each other so much but how well you get on the respect yeah. in here yeah. and honestly for every Rangers Celtic fan listening and that's what we need to see absolutely yeah you know yep. we remain good friends we, we used to kick lumps out of each yeah. other but <laughs> at the end of the game you'd shake hands and, and that was it we both had respect for each other that's, that's how it should be 100% that's the way it was although the big man's asked me a few times in the last uh, yeah. couple of months about going out for a drink and I've somehow managed to avoid that but, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, harsh that's only nah, because he thinks nah, you have to buy it nah not, <laughs> at, not at all no nah, yeah. it's respect it is respect you know um, and we, there's, all right. there's all of that okay that's enough I'll, of that I'll, I'll, I'll. <laughs> Pay for it all. <laughs> exactly, John. You've got, you know. Uh, let's go on the lines, Paul. Um, I don't know if we're invited, but Paul, the Rangers fan, is on. How are you doing? Hi, good, Paul. Uh, thanks for letting me on tonight. Uh, good to talk to Craig and John there. Just a, <laughs> had a wee bit of spice on them there. I know Craig and John in his pocket a few times too, and watching some of the matches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul. Yeah, go yeah, on, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had to get on there as a Rangers fan. <laughs> Sorry, uh, pal. Don't worry. No problem. And Paul's address is 39. <laughs> oh, don't be daft. Don't be daft. Right. Paul, on no, you go. Right. No, yeah. listen, good, good fun. Two, two, two classic players. Um, yeah. I grew up under the era with the two years and whatnot. So no, it's good to listen to both of you anyway. But um, no, listen, I'm just making a wee point. No, good show as always. Um, and I was listening in there to hear a, another call talking about, yeah. you know, been chat about potential London dates going to, mm -hmm. no, just chat, chat about yeah. potential London deal and going to Rangers. But no, I try not to be negative, but uh, it wouldn't excite me to go on to see London dates at Ibrox. Mm -hmm. I just, not that I'm, you know, I'm not a professional or anything like that, but I'm a punter who pays money and everything else. I, yeah. I just think I want Rangers to move in a different direction. I don't want. Uh, no, a tall striker up the top, just lump the ball up to him and things like that. I think I'm more a bit more fast flowing type football. Mm -hmm. Um and I've, I've been on here before yep. about the likes of Kevin this, but that's my type yeah. of player that maybe excite me a wee bit more. Um rather than going for the you know 
somebody like London Dykes just doesn't, okay. doesn't excite me it's not, yeah. not my cup of tea if I'm being honest with you mm-hmm. and that's um, what the game's about well, well, let's see what Craig nah, nah, thinks it's first interesting Paul and yeah. uh, look at the end of the day like it says the fans you, you pay pay good money and, and you're certainly uh, entitled to, to voice your opinions and, and the type of player and I totally get what you're saying in regards to look, Linden's a he's, a, he's a he's a big lad isn't he he kind of keeps centre-halves on their toes he's quite physical uh, in in regards to mobility, uh, in terms of you know the the fast flowing kind of football, and you know wanting to kind of press and run and and chase things down uh, up top, he, he's not that type. Nisbet, probably not also that that type. Slightly different to to Dykes though. Um, but I think Paul and I don't know what your thoughts are. I mean, obviously we we brought Suter from Hearts to, but it's almost as if like Rangers have ignored. Uh, the the domestic scene for for some time. Do 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 you think the same there? Oh, listen, hundred. You're taking exactly the same thinking process. I've been on here a few times. And I've said yeah. under Walter Smith, for instance. That's how we got the likes of Stephen Mitiker, Kevin Thompson, mm-hmm. you know, a few others who who were rock solid with interest. And mm-hmm. Kenny Miller, some prime example. Chris From Hibs was a young we're kid when I was there. Missing, yeah, definitely missing. I was on here a while back. I don't know Ryan Portis has made his mind up probably back yeah. then, but yeah. I still think we've made a push for it. I mean, there's, there's Portis proved himself again. If he's managed in the right way, mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Clark's always getting the best out of him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be rash and bold and whatnot, and I think he would have been, and I'll still say it to this day, I think he was a, a future Rangers captain and, and somebody mm-hmm. who could have moulded the team around. Yeah. But uh, that day's gone now, but I definitely, definitely think we're missing out. Mm-hmm. And domestic talent, whether it's Mon Shankland or other people, and I've been screaming for years, Craig, yeah. about you know, being a Rangers fan for many years. Mm-hmm. I could probably count on one hand how much talent and youth comes out of the Rangers. Yep. And they've been, you know, we had the, we had the, we had the, the backbone when Adrick I, I was here, when we got um, the training facilities for one of the first in the country to get all that sorted. Yeah. And I've been disappointed through the years for the amount of youth coming through. And I, I just don't understand it. My dad's in his 70s. Yeah, it's been a long time. I'll come back to Craig on that for a moment. What about Lauren Shanklin, for example, for Rangers? Of course, he's a big part of Hearts or whatever. Or what do you feel? I know we talked about Lyndon Dykes a few moments ago. I don't think you think he's right for Rangers. Well, I don't know. Uh, listen, take nothing away from Lyndon Dykes, but I don't know whether <clears throat> Rangers fans might feel a bit underwhelmed, mm-hmm. maybe, when they think that. You know, Celtic went and paid 2.5 million for Giacomacca, 6 million for Kyogo, 8 million for Jota, you know, yeah. 2.5 million for Abada. And I just think Rangers, they tell me there's a little bit of money there and there's some players that, you know, they have to let go, you know, out of contract and everything else. I just wonder whether, if you have a look around the market, but, you know, the boy Joel Newbley is a good player at Livingston, yeah. you know, and, and Bruce Anderson yeah. as well. He's yeah. scoring goals for fun. So, Bruce Anderson, I like Bruce Anderson. Yeah, I, I think there are there are good players in Scotland, yeah. other strikers, and I think Shankland is one of them. Um, and listening there, it actually got me thinking about some of the, some of the players that, that Celtic, and Celtic got Lee Griffiths. Out yeah. of out Hibs. of Hibs, yeah. you know Anthony Stokes at the time. Yeah, yeah. you know re- real Scored a lot of goals as well. Good yeah, players, sure. Celtic and Rangers have had have had many as well mm-hmm. over the years. You know, Kenny Miller initially mm-hmm. played at Hibs and then a, a young lad. Yeah, very so, yeah, there, there are there are good players. Make no mistake, but I just think Craig, you were saying, you know, they're almost fighting relegation. QPR, but oh, they're kind of yeah. they're just they they they're going to no. be okay. But like it's just. 
for me, like, it's one of those ones where, like it says, Celtic, you touch on. I mean, I, I remember when I was coming through as a young lad, uh, I think it was Tosh McKinley, what he come from Hearts, didn't he? Like, yep, yep. just, just, but there, there was, there was loads back in the day. Alan mm-hmm. McLaren was probably the first one that I remember that That's come right. from Hearts yeah. to, to Rangers. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to be a market that was explored um, so much more than, than what it is today mm. and the clubs needed the money they got from Rangers or Celtic it was part of the food chain yeah. do you know what do you know what as well Paul Scottish football do you know what as well Paul the the caller um, yeah. it, strikers it's the hardest mm-hmm. position to go yeah. get players and expect them to be successful you know it's it's really difficult to, to actually you know say right that player unless unless you get you know somebody like a like a Shanklin who, sure. who's proven at this level Craig, yes. Rangers legend, yeah. Paul, huge Rangers fan, along sure. with his dad. Okay, mm-hmm. they go home and away, I think. What about the Rangers? You know, the the, 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 the academy over the years yeah. and they've got the facilities at Ockenhowie. Yeah. And, but do you feel enough players have come through the system? Is it now improving? Uh, well, I mean, again, I, I think that every every year, two years maximum, there should be something that's coming through and, and pushing through into to, to the squad and getting some form of exposure because... You, look, the the amount of money that's spent on the academy, it's very important to to produce. Otherwise, there's no point having it. I mean, Patterson come through brief, briefly and look, he looked as if, and he still looks as if he's going to be a wonderful player. Mm-hmm. Rangers got a huge return early doors uh, on him. Uh, Lowry looks a, sure. Lowry looks a yep. huge talent. I mean, King obviously has had his exposure this season and he'll learn a lot from uh, that Champions League uh, football of the highest, highest level. But it was a lot to, to put on a young 18-year-old. Adam Devine, Devine, sorry, Paul, yeah, Adam Devine for me looks a decent player in the making. No reason why uh, he can't be in and around about the first team. But I guess to answer your question is, you would love to continually see, uh, it was a long time before Rangers kind of started to push players through the academy. And it is a very, very important part because when you're trying to encourage or bring the best young talent to your football club, if you can't show a pathway to the first team, they're going to make decisions and go elsewhere. For sure. You know, yeah. that, that's what I that's what I feel, Paul. Yep. So again, it's something that can always be improved upon. The the opportunity for that younger player, the pathway needs to be clear. Um and that, that so then there's a plan that needs to be strategic. Um but at the same time, the player must deserve it. You can't put them there by default. They must deserve the right to go and put that jersey on or get that opportunity to train with the first team. It needs to be earned. Paul, will you be at the match on Saturday with Dundee United and what do you reckon is going to happen? I'm not going to be able to make that game, unfortunately. Okay. I've got tickets for Edmiston House for the for the old firm. I'm looking forward to that. Right. We're in there. Yep. Um, so I, I'm hoping, you know, for, look, Michael Bill can only do what he's done. He's won every game. He's, he's yeah. basically yeah. taken himself to call away. But I could game against him, or I'm lucky not to, to yeah. win that game. Sure. Mm. Um, just picking up some of the things that Craig and, and John added to. Um, I do feel that the academy's let us down a wee bit, to be honest. You know, I hate to say that as a Rangers fan, but I just... You know, that likes Adam Defy. I've seen him in the flesh a couple of times, to be honest. And mm-hmm. I was raving about the guy. I never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I thought he maybe deserved a wee bit more of an opportunity. And there was an example. Uh, you know, Yilmaz comes in. I know Bill's probably going to have to justify putting a guy that's £4 million in there. And I get that. But I didn't think Defy did much wrong, to be honest. And it just kind of illustrated to me my frustrations. That I think, oh, come on, let's get a finger out here. Let's get youth in. You know, it pains me to say... But our rivals across the road, look at Callum McGregor. I mean, that long burst in money did against um, yeah. the bad losers, if you want to call them that. Yeah, indeed. What he did in the, the minutes to go, I mean, was, 
it just pains me to say that I want to see the likes of Barry, no, takes the Barry Ferguson's not coming through and yeah. been given the, given the opportunity. Um, and I have to say just one other wee point. Um, I know John okay. mentioned about just coming through, our players coming through from Scotland, but you know, you've got to think back when Rangers were coming through the back through the divisions. We, we took up on, on a lot of you know Nicky Clarks and all mm. these all types of guys. Yeah. One that stands out, Ian Black. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a thing that's interesting to hear Craig and John's view on okay. it. But do some players come to Rangers or Celtic and the expectations of fifty thousand fans on their back and they just flop? Maybe that's not the best way to say it, but yeah. do the expectations maybe have a factor that they can't make it at that stage? Well, well, I, not I, I, I think you make a great point because without being disrespectful, if you're playing for the Hibs or a Hearts or an Aberdeen or you know, you can lose two or three games in a row and you're not uh you're not seriously called out for it, you know. It's just saying, well, you're in bad form. That that, that can't happen at Celtic or Rangers. And the pressure of playing in front of that crowd and the demands that the crowd put on you and the manager and, and the other players that are around you put on you to perform every single week. So people think, well, going to play for Celtic, yeah, you'll get more chances, you get, you're playing with better players, but... Uh, uh, mentally as well you know you, you, you've you got to be prepared for the pressure and we've seen lots of players in the past you know coming from you know I remember a player called David Fernandez at Celtic yeah. a wonderful player for Livingston yeah. their best player I think mm. Martin will paid a million pounds for him he came in and just couldn't cut it yep. at that level you know he had chances to, to go in as well and 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 you you've got to be a certain player because you're not just dealing with the football side of it. You know you're dealing with what comes up. You know, in your in your day to day life as well. Walking around the city, getting used to where where you know where you can go for a meal, where you can go for a drink. These type of things. You know, mixing with people, getting stick on the street, all this certain stuff. It, it takes a certain personal to person and a, and a personality to succeed at Celtic or the Rangers. Personality is a big. I often say, um, look. Celtic and, and Rangers, they, they, they always look to sign good players, right? But good players for me is not enough. When you when you think about Rangers and Celtic players, uh, it's the character, uh, and and that's what John was kind of going into yeah. there because it, it's it's that ability to be resilient because the pressure and it's daily and yeah, and it's not it only it's not only going to, and getting three points uh, come come match time, it's the moment you walk into that dressing room, it's Every single training session, the pressure is on constantly. So for me, again, I go back to the character uh, for me is the most important thing because they, they sign good players, but it must be the right character. Yeah, for sure. Paul, thanks very much. It's a good topic. It's one that Rangers fans do say from time to time that you need to... And how do they get into the, the first team and stay there? Not enough young players come through, Scots players come yeah, yeah. through and make it not just at Rangers but elsewhere but Rangers have also got this they've got to tackle Celtic they've got to try and match Celtic they, is they, Michael Beals they, they need a manager yeah. how young kids go through and, and come through and be successful is that one they need a manager that's prepared to throw young players in because some managers don't uh, because they would rather go with someone who's got that little bit of experience Secondly, as Craig said, they need character and ultimately you've got to be a good player. Yeah. You've yep. got to be a good player. Do you know, average players don't get through. For sure. 0808 17 17 700. Thanks, Paul, for that call. You can speak to Craig Moore and also to John Hartson. Somebody you know really well. It's his 500th appearance for Rangers this weekend. Exactly. I don't even need to tell you. Griggsy, mm -hmm. Alan McGregor, 
can you believe it? I was just looking at his first game was back, um, when was that? 2000 and I had it a moment or two ago, I'll tell you in a moment or two. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, what, what a serve and what a play. What would you say about him? Um, for me, he's uh, look. He's he's, he's been an, an amazing uh, goalkeeper for for Rangers. Um, he's, he's I would say he's got better as he's got older. Um, I, I think he um, he's an unbelievable pro- professional because anybody goes uh, to to the age forty forty one um, as a professional, whether it be outfield player or goalkeeper, you need to be the ultimate professional. And that's one thing that when I have been in company of uh, Grigsy over the the last couple of years, and it's not been a lot, but it's. It's the way that he looks after himself, the way that he takes care of himself. Um, his routine, it, it doesn't change. Um, you know, I know that he's, he's probably the, the first one in the gym in the morning and has his preparation before he even walks out onto that football field. Mm. That dedication, that sacrifice mm. to, to, to be at your very best. Um, 500 games, Paul, that, what an yeah, amazing achievement uh, that will be. And uh, like I said, for me, just an, uh, an unbelievable professional. Was a young one that did come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fantastic. Had to go away uh, and then eventually come back and, and has made yeah. a real name for himself. February two thousand and two, John, and you played against him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah what I'd done. Yeah, I was. I was here from two thousand and one to two thousand and six. Yeah, great goalkeeper. You know, makes makes big saves at, at crucial times. Um, not just in in the um, the Scottish Premiership, the old SPL, um, but obviously in Europe as well. He moved away. Yeah. Went to Hull, then he went to Cardiff, so he had spells at other he's clubs. In Turkey, I think, as well at one yeah, stage. Yeah, and he's come back. But um, do, you, do you think you carry? I know you've seen there. He's first in the gym, and if he doesn't, you know, get, get his contract extended at, at at Rangers. I don't know. He might well get another year. I don't know. What Michael Beale hinted at it yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. what, what what he's thinking. But if he see for this just play, if he doesn't, do you think you'll carry on playing? Fit enough to carry on playing. If he, if he wasn't, to, yeah. nah, no, I mean, if no. he if he's not offered a contract, for example, you think he'd wrap it in? Yeah, but yeah, he'd yeah. get offers, Craig, wouldn't he? Yeah, but he's not. He's not playing anywhere else. He's finishing. Do you think? Uh, I would think so. I would think so. Again, that's just you don't see him dropping down no the championship. No, exactly. No chance. He might he's going to save for next enjoy year. Playing though, it? It, it, it seems likely, doesn't it? Paul, it does. From the commentary, oh, you know, five hundred and some games going to be played. What a living stand or a dandy. What? I don't think he's going anywhere. I can't speak for Alan McGregor, but again, I I look at my situation right. Uh, when I come to the end, and it depends on the personal uh, choices of the, of the individual, mm. I was like, "There's not a chance I'm working my way down the levels." Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to those other clubs that you just mentioned, that that was not for me. For me, it was it was Rangers was the top, the level, and I wasn't going to go play for another club mm-hmm. in Scotland. Yeah, but look out, he could well. Michael Beale said that uh, he hasn't. What did he actually yeah, say? He, he, said, he says he's probably going to burst through the 500 game yeah. barrier. Yeah, which, well, that, which, which that, means that there's more to come. Sure. Well, he's still the best goalkeeper at Rangers. Yeah. And his age, you know, age is a number. If he's still the best keeper at the club and he's fit and he's proven it every week, then why wouldn't you give him a new deal? Craig Moore says, watch this space. John Hartson says, sign him. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show. Thanks for tuning in. We're with Macklin Motors. Craig Moore is here. So to John Hartson, it's lively tonight. We're, uh, well, we're just looking at some stuff there coming in on Sky, but uh, Antonio Conte, he's gone. Where will he go next? But John, we do want to ask you, your old club, Arsenal. Oh, flying. Are they 10 games to go? 
are they going to do the title? Well, they're flying, Paul. You know, they keep winning against against all the odds. Everybody's expecting them to yeah. drop points, but they just keep winning. They've got uh, Jesus on his way back. I saw yeah. him training today. The striker, 50 million they got from Man City. You know, he's a goal scorer. Yeah. Um, Saka is yeah. is one of the best players in the country at the minute down in England. He's flying, Martinelli. You know, they got proper players, Arsenal and Zinchenko we spoke about. Yeah. And I just think... Arteta. <laughs> and it, uh, listen, it, uh, they just keep winning. Yeah, so um, maybe... maybe. Man <laughs> C- I, I still, I still <clears throat> have an inkling for Man City because they've got so many players that have been over the course sure. many times before in order to get it done, whereas mm-hmm. Arsenal... Uh, not quite been at it in the last couple of seasons but if they keep winning mate you know no one's going to stop them but Craig Haaland did not train today we know he didn't play for Norway in the last few days he had a hamstring yep. issue strain so he's missed training uh, you asked me this a while ago I was yeah. going on the back of I think it was a cup defeat was it the Man City give yeah, Arsenal a, right. a, de- a decent yeah. Uh, doing yeah, they yeah. Did. And, yeah. And, and kind of the question was asked then, and I'm like I still fancy mm-hmm. Arsenal to, to, to win the league they still um, have to go to the Etihad you know? yeah they yeah, do they do but for me they just keep finding ways to, to, to win matches yeah, uh, and, and when I you agree. get into that that, that mode um, and I, I get what you're saying John in regards to a lot of the Man City players have been over the course and distance and, and you know I've no doubt they'll be there ready to pounce I don't think Arsenal will give them the opportunity and I also think that Man City will maybe have an eye on the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a distraction. And wouldn't that be wonderful if they won the Champions League? Because people love uh, Pep Guardiola but he hasn't won it with Man City. Mm-hmm. Now that would be perfect, wouldn't it? If they won yeah, you know, yeah. Man City the Champions League. There's and, still uh, some good teams yeah, there. By there is, yeah, yeah, oh, sure. You know, there's some Real Madrid, yeah. you know, the... There's some good teams. Can I throw one at you though? We'll go from there to the championship. Right. We've got a great end to the season, haven't we? Top and bottom here in Scotland as yep. well in the Premiership. Yep. Maybe not so much at the top, but maybe Rangers fans will say it's not over yet. What about Queen's Park? Four points clear. Dundee have a game in hand. Just looking mm. at the last two fixtures for Queen's Park, they've got Hamilton Ackies on a Friday night, uh, April the 14th. So that's actually fairly soon. That's only uh, two weeks come Friday. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then, Friday's tomorrow. May the 5th, the last game of the season, it's against Dundee. It's a home game, but they'll be at Oakle View. But Dundee in second spot against Queen's Park. Craig, that's going to be some climax to the championship. Yeah, no, it is. Look, Queen, Queen's Park, um, still, you you know, I would think that, you know, clearly their favourites are on top of the, at this moment in time. Dundee, uh, they're there, they're pushing away. Um, I, I just think that Queen's Park will be too strong but it's been a wonderful championship it, mm. it really has I mean down the bottom uh, you know there's still uh, I guess a contest in, in regards to who potentially can go down you know between Aki's Cove, Cove Rangers and our both um, but there's been a lot of good football played there really yeah. has and, but yeah. Queen's Park I fancy uh, which would be incredible because that would then be a, a, a treble of promotions absolutely that's incredible no? Fairy like, tale. It's bang amazing. bang bang yep Amazing. Maybe a, maybe a year yeah. or a, a year or two earlier than the, the project, mm. the expectation of the Exciting. success. Yeah, I remember oh. being at Livingston and we finished second to um, St Mirren mm-hmm. and we had to go up to Dundee United and win. Then we had to play Partick in the playoff yeah. final and yeah. won and that was Livingston's second back-to-back promotions as well. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't finish top... It, it is it is a tough road. You got sure. four four games. I think if you if you finish third, yeah. 
I think it's six games or something like that crazy yeah. amount of games you've got to play it's not easy is it yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting it sure is so we talked about uh, Alan McGregor and we should mention Joe Hart for Celtic one of the big successes and I see there's pages about him today because uh, Shea Given who played in the celebrity game sure. uh, the former Newcastle mm-hmm. star and many other clubs mm-hmm. as well the Irish international and he was saying big Joe Hart could be the Celtic keeper Celtic number one for a number of years yeah, and, and again, I mean, look, Shay, uh, who I play with at Newcastle, Newcastle fantastic yeah. goalkeeper. Um, you know, you've got to respect sometimes, I think, the opinion of people that have been in the game, certainly in that position, and and, and what they see with their own eyes. Um, you know, so again, uh, Hart will be a, 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 he's a big personality. He's, yeah. had, he's been through a lot in his career. He's come and he's, he's offered huge stability for, for Celtic in what was a troubled position previously. Uh, and I've no doubt, Paul, that he absolutely is uh, a great professional in terms of the way he looks after his body. So, John, for me, it's not a surprise to hear Shea Given say they could go on for um, a good few years. I totally agree. I think if he's performing well, he, he keeps himself in. He's a consummate professional. He's been at the top for many years now. England, of course, went out to play in Italy. Man City, a yep. Premier League winner. Um, and if he's playing well, and if he's staying fit... Um, and Seagrist is not <clears throat> maybe so much, I don't know, developing. Um, Seagrist is a very good goalkeeper they signed yeah. from Dundee, but Seagrist sure. would, would have come in with a view, so he would have known that Joe yeah. Hart will yeah, start yeah. Sure. and he can push him all the way, but it's just a case of, For sure. you know, yeah. Joe Hart. Yeah. And, and I think he's been one of Celtic's um, big signings, mm. you know, because he has crazy, a big personality. Wow. You can go through the team, there's been yep. five or six that have made a difference with Angie's team. Probably more, probably six or seven, but certainly Joe Hart um, has been one of them. Pivotal mm. signing. Here's a question, and not only for, for yourself, John, mm. but obviously for the Celtic uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, Seagrist, I agree, is a good goalkeeper, and that's why Celtic signed him originally from Dundee yep. United for the, the good performances. For sure. Would there be confidence for him to be the number one goalkeeper at Celtic Football Club at this at this moment in time, say next season. Okay. I mean, I know Hart's going to go on, but... That question would be for Ange. You know, I suppose that is the question well, you're asking. Like, would he be number one for could, Ange? Would he be number yeah. one at, at any stage of that football club? While Joe Hart is there. No, no, no yeah. not while Joe Hart is there. Yeah. If, if, if Joe yeah. Hart was to move on or anything yeah. like that. I think he's the next one in. Yeah? yeah. Number I do. one? I, th- I think Celtic okay. rate him. Some of his performances at Dundee United which the reason why Celtic went and got him because he was probably one of the best keepers in the league at that particular time. You take out Alan McGregor on these ones. But, um, you know, I think it's it's a a big call. I think if Joe Hart is fit, he's playing well and he feels good, I think he stays on. But other than that, Seagrass is a very good keeper and he has to keep... He will be breathing down Joe Hart's neck. He won't be happy being second. But when he originally came in, he would have come in with that view. He would have known the situation. Yeah, because sometimes, again, you would have seen it Mm. uh, throughout your career. I certainly did uh, at national team level and also uh, in regards to club football. The goalkeeper can be ready, but they also know their place in the food chain, who the number one is and that you're there for kind of backup. Yeah. Um, but that's what Seagrass, in my opinion, is there for at this moment yeah. in time. Mm-hmm. Then, then, if you need to become the number one, eh, that's a different ball game. Yeah. That's a different ball mm-hmm. game. You know, and I just, again, I kind of, in my, in my career, you know, the likes of the Ali Maxwells that were at Rangers, yeah. uh, yeah. T.O. Snelders, 
Uh, th- these guys knew that they were never, ever, ever going to be the number one. That's a different... Oh. It was like watching Paul Jones. I used to mm. play for Southampton. Very, very good goalkeeper. But with the Welsh team, it was Neville Southall was always going to play. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Paul Everton, Jones would have yeah. had 90-odd caps if he wasn't for Nev. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. he, he was always behind big Neville Southall. Nev was never going to come out of the team. Yeah. So you need a goalkeeper then to, to actually fit the criteria of what the manager wants is that you're never going to play <laughs> but you're always going to be in the squad I'm trying to get you two yeah. into the fixtures this yes. weekend that's not a complaint no, I love it the fact no. that an Australian and a Welshman adopted I've got to say no, nothing listen you're so enthusiastic about Scotland this week which we all are yes. uh, where are we going to go then we'll fly through some of the games yep. right well, let's take uh, Motherwell there at Hibs yep. so we talked about Stuart Kettlewell manager of the month in February Yes. is he going to get a win away from home no Right. <laughs> no he's not Hibs for me at home I think will be too strong in this one I think it'll be tight enough Paul yeah. uh, I think both potentially missing uh, players from sending offs in uh, yeah. the match before the international break uh, Hibs 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one to yes. the, the Highbees right okay and they are chasing Hearts for that third spot and yeah. Aberdeen and as Aberdeen, well yeah. yeah indeed I haven't forgotten them don't worry yeah. so <laughs> uh, John what do you think what's your scoreline I Hibs, agree with Craig uh, I think Hibs might have a bit too much uh, Motherwell have done great Stuart yeah. Kettlewell's come in and he's sure. really really okay. steady the ship with wins I'll give you uh, one each yeah. but I'll go I'll go with Hibs uh, I'll say 2-0 um, 2-0 sure. two nil. Two nil. John Kilmarnock Two near the bottom for liking against Hearts, who've you know they were stuttering before the break. Mm. What do you think? What's the score going to be? I think Hearts, Hearts will be too the strong. Hearts away from yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm go go, I'll go Hearts. Okay. I'll, go, I'll go one nil Hearts. Yeah. One nil Killy. Yep, because of the home. Great home record. record. Yep. Okay. Uh, Saint Johnson against Aberdeen. Craig. Aberdeen away win, two nil for the manager of the of month, the month Barry, Barry Robson. Robson. So that'll be five in seven games. Uh, John, who's going to win that one, do you think? Oh, I think Johnson it'll be a draw. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. a customary draw, yeah, 1-1. One, one. And John, uh, the former um, uh, Livingston striking coach, are they going to win at St Mirren or are Saints going to get back on it at home? Good record. What do you think? Point between these teams. Livingston 6th, uh, St Mirren 7th. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. I, th- I think Livingston might go and beat them. And for Livy? Craig, yeah. what do you draw. reckon? You I'm going for, for a draw, Paul. Right, and Saturday, three o'clock yes. at your beloved Ibrook Stadium, yes. south side of Glasgow. What's what's going to happen? Rangers are going to win this match uh, and I think it's going to be quite comfortable. 3-0 for me. 3-0? Yes. Dundee yes. United stuck at the bottom yep. of the table. This is not mm. going to be a game that they're going to climb or take any points. And Cholak up front, we haven't we haven't even mentioned Morelos tonight, which is quite refreshing not yep. to have to go, but not against him, I don't no. mean that, but just, you know, it's a story that goes on and on and on. Um, what do you think? Yeah, Cholak, Cholak for me, yep. uh, up top, Sakala, Kent, yep. if mm. it, uh, it's lively, lively three up top. Okay, good. Uh, Scoreline, John, what do you think at Ibrox? Um, I think Rangers will win this uh, probably 3-1 3-1 and Dingwall John did you play at Dingwall or were they no they probably no you don't think you did anyway Ross County against Celtic <laughs> I played against last... Ross County in the cup <laughs> right yeah but, but at yeah. Dingwall I'm not sure <laughs> no, no, I don't think you did I went for the manager's job there right, Jim, Jim McIntyre got it instead <laughs> is of is that right ridiculous yeah. <laughs> what more John know about Ross County <laughs> what's your score no like? I think yeah. Celtic will go there and win I think they'll be strong I think they'll pass it around listen it won't be easy nope. it won't be easy because Ross County um, always give Celtic a you know a oh, hard sure. game up yeah. there. Although Celtic have had a couple of big wins, the Tony Rawson affair yeah, last year, yeah, last yeah, minute, seventh sure. minute, I think that header was. Still but uh, yeah. I'll go Celtic, um, and I'll say 
I'll say 3-0. 3-0. Craig Moore, what do you reckon? Sunday, 12 noon? Yeah, look, Ross County will start yeah. the game off well enough, but Celtic will be too strong. I'm going for 3-1. You think Ange listens in? Come on, you know him better than anyone. I tell you what, Ange, yeah. Ange, don't be surprised. He, yeah. he's, uh, he, he listens. He okay. listens to all the media stuff. Thank you. Great, guys. Really enjoyed it tonight. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, we'll see you next. And John, don't forget, you're here for Judgment Day, D oh, Day, League Day. Yeah. 8th of April, a week on Saturday. We're on air from 12 noon. Thanks, John. Thanks, Craig. Cheers, Great to Paul. see you. Cheers, too. Craig. Uh, coming up Cheers. next is Zoe Kelly. This time tomorrow night, we'll just be finishing up with Barry and Mark. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.